If you're not seeing the results you'd like from your blog posts, chances are it's because you're actually executing too quickly. You're going directly from an idea to either beginning to write the post yourself or assigning it to another writer you're working with, which seems logical, which seems natural. But I'll just go ahead and tell you right now that it's actually a mistake. When it comes to content, the biggest difference between amateurs and the real pros is how much time they spend planning before they begin to create. And to illustrate that for you, I'm going to walk you through exactly how we plan all of our posts at Smart Blogger and give you our template so you can use it yourself. And I think you'll see dramatically better results from your blog posts. Let's dive in. I'm John Morrow, and this is Breakthrough the Noise. podcast about rising above all the noise out there, all the endless ads and content and notification and get people to pay attention to you. Not just for a moment, not just for one poster video. On this podcast, you'll learn how to create lifelong fans who hang on your every word so you never have to break through the noise again. All right, so the document I want to walk you through today is called a content brief. And what it is is a one to two page planning document for every post that you're going to publish. If you are a blogger, you should have one of these for every post. If you're a business who's assigning work to writers, you should have one of these for every post. And the same going the other way. If you're a freelancer, you should also have one of these for every post because this actually forms the basis of talking about what your post is hoping to achieve and, and what kind of content is expected. It's an agreement either between a writer and a business, or if you're a blogger, it's just, it's really an agreement or, or some foresight into what you're trying to achieve and writing the post deliberately to achieve that objective. Now, I realize that's a little abstract. So to make this a little more clear, as a part of this lesson and the lesson notes, I've included links to both the content brief template that we use as well as an example of that content brief all filled out. So you can see exactly what this looks like in the real world. In our case, this content brief is built around search engine traffic. If I were doing a content brief focused on social traffic, it would be a little bit different, but every post we publish on, on Smart Blogger is geared toward getting search engine traffic for the site, increasing it week after week after week after week. All right? And that's really one crucial distinction, just going into this. Knowing what you want to achieve with your post is by far the first most important step that you'll take. A lot of people, they write a post and they publish it just having this vague hope that it'll get traffic, where what the pros do 
is they'll say, I'm writing this post to rank for this keyword, or I'm writing, writing this post to get a thousand shares on Facebook, or I'm writing this post to pick up a hundred links, or to get linked to by news sources, or whatever the case may be. There's an objective and there's a, a clear success criteria for the post. If it achieves that objective, then it was a good post. If it doesn't, then it wasn't. It makes the whole content process a lot more objective and analytical and clear about exactly what you're trying to do. And this particular content template is designed to help our posts rank in the search engines. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to walk through some of the different pieces of this. I'm not going to go through every piece of it in great detail because it would take hours. And we, we go through it fully in our courses, like our content marketing certification is a great place to go if you want to learn more about this. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end and, and why that's helpful as well. So on the content brief, the first field you want to fill out is the primary keyword. If your goal is to rank in the search engines, what is the most important keyword that you want to rank for? It's a simple question. And a lot of people never think about this. And they also never think about whether it's possible for their website to rank for that keyword. For smart blogger, the answer is almost always yes, because we've been around for so long and accumulated so much authority that we can rank for almost anything. But when a site is new, when, when I start a new site, when I'm working with a client that, or a student that has a new site, uh, the answer is usually no. If it's a difficult keyword, a competitive keyword, and you're competing against lots of other businesses, a lot of times you have to find the keyword that attracts the audience you're looking for, but doesn't have such strong competition. All right, we could spend a whole nother episode talking about how to know whether your website is capable of ranking for a keyword. But knowing that and also putting that keyword here as your objective is your first step. After that, the next most important section is the search intent. So this is a new industry term that has come out of the SEO space that basically means when someone types into Google a keyword, what are they hoping to achieve? What is their intention? Is their intention to buy something? So if someone types in where to get the best deal on Nike shoes, chances are they want to buy Nike shoes, right? On the other hand, if they type in how to run a marathon, chances are they're probably not looking for Nike shoes. They're looking for information about how to run a marathon and they're probably a beginner at how to run a marathon okay so the reality is there are a lot of different search intents but at the very least you need to know is this educational is this sort of a shopping intent are they looking for a definition for a word there are lots of different things they could be looking for and you need to note that down the way that you can tell this is actually fairly simple. Just Google the keyword yourself 
and look at the type of content that comes up on page one. Whatever is coming up on Google on page one is is usually satisfying, almost always going to be satisfying the intent, or in some cases, there are even multiple search intents, and um, you can note which one you want to follow. If you want to learn more about search intents, Google SEO search intent. You'll learn a lot about it. It's a new cutting edge thing, and it matters quite a bit. The next one is competition. In many cases, this is the most important part of the content brief, in my opinion, because it guides so much else. Most people don't think of their content as being in competition. They think of their content as, I'm teaching what I know to my audience. The reality is, that's not the situation you're in. Your audience is having to choose between you and your other competitors in search. Google is also having to choose between you and hundreds or thousands of other articles on the same topic. You need to look on the first page of Google and find pages that you are deliberately trying to outrank. You are trying to do a better job than them and you need to analyze those posts, see what they're doing right, see what they're doing wrong, and have a clear idea of how you are going to beat them. At its core, this is what SEO is all about, is beating your competition for that front page real estate on Google. To beat your competition, you have to know who the competition is. You have to read the posts, you have to pay attention to them. All right, next we have our secondary keywords. This is not nearly as important as the primary keyword, but if you do a Google search, you'll notice there are related keywords that Google recommends. They'll also have a section called people also ask. That's Google telling you related keywords that they actually probably want you to talk about in your article. Almost always you'll see the posts that are ranking on page one for a primary keyword are also talking about those related keywords and also answering the questions in the people also ask section. In many ways, Google tells you exactly what they expect to be in your article and you need to list out those keywords there in the secondary keywords box. Next is word count and this goes back to the competition. Once upon a time, being longer was always better. You wanted to be the longest article, the most detailed, comprehensive article. These days, that's no longer true. There are some cases where the shortest article wins. There are many cases, though, where your best bet when you're first starting out for competing for a particular term is to actually look at the average word count of your competitors and aim somewhere in there. So if your competitors are all 2,000 words, you should probably aim to be about 2,000 words. Being drastically longer or shorter is a risky thing to do. So in general, you just take the, the articles from your competitors, you copy and paste them into a word count tool. There are free tools online, or you can use something like Google Docs or Microsoft Word, okay? And you see how many words there are. This is a step we follow for every single post we publish at SmartBlogger. From there, you have the differentiator, and this 
again, could be a whole nother podcast episode. I've written a few articles about this on Smart Blogger. But the idea is you need to have an idea of how you're going to stand out. In my opinion, there are five ways to stand out, and I list them here as differentiators. They're the, the five Ds, okay? Drama, distinction, detail, design, and data. So you can probably get some idea about what these different differentiators are. Data is having statistics and data that make people want to reference your content. Design is having a really cool looking design for your content. Drama is making people feel emotion when they go through your content, usually through storytelling. Okay, so there are all of these different ways to make your content stand out. And you need to pre-plan which one you think is going to give you the biggest edge and then focus on that when you are creating your content or assigning it out to a writer. Lastly, we have things like your headline and your outline. Now, if you're a business, you might be said, what, John, are you telling me I should tell my writer what the headline should be? Or I should outline the post for the writer? Isn't that their responsibility? The answer is no, not if you want your content to rank. If you want your content to rank, someone needs to go through and analyze the competition, think about all of these factors, and then design the headline and an outline that beats the competition and also gives Google what it's looking for. It's not as simple as just creating a good piece of content. It's not as simple as just someone writing down a few quick tips. It's about deliberately beating people who are also trying to create good content. The only way a writer will be able to do that for you is if they've been very well trained in SEO. And the number of writers out there on writing job boards who could fill out one of these content briefs correctly is very, very slim. And that's why so many businesses struggle to get good results. But I'll go ahead and say this. If you are a business, you should never hire a writer who either can't fill out a content brief or if you are going to hire just someone to write, you have to do all of this work for them in the content brief for them to have a chance to succeed. Also, if you're a freelance writer, you need to get all of this from your client before you start writing or you need to be trained to fill out one of these yourself. Now, where do you get training like that? The only place I'm aware of is our content marketing certification. Believe it or not, this is a relatively new thing. Content briefs are only just now starting to become mainstream among leading businesses. And uh, if you want to learn how to do this, our content marketing certification is pretty much the only place I know where you can learn it. If you'd like to learn more about that class, go to the link in our show notes. But the bottom line here is someone has to fill out this content brief. Either the person running the business or the writer themselves. Or if you're a blogger, chances are there's no one but you, right? And learning how to do this, learning how to put it together is the difference between life and death. I would never publish a post on Smart Blogger without one of these being filled out in advance. It's that critical. Otherwise, it would be a waste of time.
in a waste of money because we would never win the competition. All right, I hope that helps you out. I think if you follow the advice that I gave you in this and you start filling out these content briefs on each of your posts, I think you're going to get much, much, much better results from the work you publish. And that's what this all is about, right? Not just publishing content, but breaking through the noise and making sure people see it and people benefit from it. All right, take care. Talk to you soon.